1: less expensive than takeout and every meal is dietitian approved to be nutritious and delicious head to factormeals.com slash just 50 and use code just 50 to get 50% off that's code just 50 at factormeals.com slash just 50 to get 50% off
0: Welcome to Just Break Up, the podcast about love, heartbreak, and all the relationship advice you don't want to hear. My name is Sierra DeMolder,
1: And I'm Sam Blackwell. And today we're going to answer a letter from somebody who is feeling insecure about not being the primary in their relationship. But before mm-hmm. we begin, we just want to give you our Surgeon General's warning, which is that Sierra and I are not licensed mental health practitioners.
0: No, we are not professionals. We are not trained in this. We are not perfect. Uh, (laughs) Far from it. So please take our advice, our ideas, our opinions, our thoughts, our meandering um, stories. Um, As you see fit in your own life, we are only here to offer our humble musings to hopefully shed some understanding and maybe some laughs on the incredibly rewarding but mostly confusing experience that is love.
1: All right, let's get into today's letter. So this letter comes from Solo Polly Cracker, whose pronouns are she, her, who is writing from a crumbling island that is actually very sturdy. Hi, Sam and Sierra. My core question is this. How do you deal with the inherent insecurity of being Solo Polly? Some backstory. I, 30, bisexual cis woman, have been with my partner, 47, straight cis male, for about a year and a half. He and his wife, 35, straight cis woman, are non-monogamous, and she and I have a great relationship, never romantic, but close friends. I am not out as bi or non-monogamous to my family or a core group of friends, so to the public eye, I am single at 30 and, quote, can't keep a man. Meanwhile, the public view of my partner and his wife is that they are happily married and have a great group of very close friends. He dated for a bit before he and his wife got together, but they started dating before she had an extensive dating experience, which means that all she knows is the security of an amazing relationship. She's dated some other people and so has he since they opened their relationship four years ago, but the people they date are generally divorced, non-monogamous or monogamous and end the relationship when they find another monogamous partner. Then there's me. I adhere to a lot of non-monogamous ideals. I love the practice of demonogamizing my mindset and experiencing amazing love without expecting that that person will be my everything and vice versa. The issue I'm facing is the inherent insecurity of being a non-monogamous person who is not in a primary public relationship. If my metamor, my partner's partner, and him decide to go back to being monogamous, they are still married and still publicly together. If the married woman my partner is dating decides that she only wants to be with her husband, that's fine. Same for my Metamore and her partner. But if that happens, I am then single and alone and back to the drawing board. Part of this is absolutely jealousy that they have found their long-term partner and have been able to explore non-monogamy without having to risk being abandoned. But the other part of me is feeling like, one, society sees me as unsuccessful, and two, that I do not get to share the joy I am experiencing with the people that I love and love me. I know neither of you are non-monogamous, but do you have any advice for somebody who deeply believes in the ideals of non-monogamy yet struggles with the insecurity of being unmarried and polyamorous? Thank you for all that you do.
0: All right, my darling, thank you so much for writing and trusting us with this letter, particularly because, as you said, Sam and I are currently in monogamous relationships. Um, We feel for you, though. I feel like there are a lot of universal themes happening in this, and um, we're so grateful to dive in. Um, I'm sorry that you're feeling this anxiety. I can feel it through your letter, um, and I'm particularly frustrated with the assumed monogamous culture that we live in right now uh one in which you feel like you can't be out with your friends and family and therefore you're subjugated not just to that sort of censoring of your life but also all the weird patriarchal problematic ideas that we have about single people and single women in their 30s like (laughs) yeah also that yeah (laughs) I'm frustrated for you, and I wish that the the path to being seen for who you are by your loved ones was a little bit more smooth. Um, we're going to dive into some um, advice, hopefully make you feel a little less anxious um, or a little more seen or maybe both. But first, we're going to take a very, very quick break.
1: Use the middle person. (laughs) Just get Rocket Money in there to help you do what you need to do.
0: Stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash justbreakup. That's rocketmoney.com slash justbreakup. Rocketmoney.com slash justbreakup.
1: All right, everyone. Welcome back. Um, Part of the reason why I uh, really wanted to read this letter, um, is to first of all, like share your experience with our broader audience. Um, because I think it is helpful for us, uh, including me to hear experiences from folks who are poly and recognize that like being polyamorous doesn't mean just one thing, right? Because the dynamics of poly relationships, the dynamics of, um, some of the different like uh ways of being in relationship with people inherently cause different things to come up and what i really like about this letter is that like is that you know you are doing all of these things to sit in this sort of demonogamizing mindset that we're asking people to do and because you're a human being feelings are still coming up around those ideas <laughs> right like you know like you are in the space where you are actively engaging in ethical non-monogamy. You are participating in, in a way that feels good for you in a way where everyone is consenting and like things are going to work really well. And also you're still feeling feelings of insecurity and jealousy, right? Because, because participating in the demonogamizing of our understanding of the world doesn't mean that those feelings go away. It just means that we have to place those feelings in different contexts. Right. And so The idea that like, yeah, for sure, even in this like beautiful uh, non-monogamous paradise that you're sitting in, in this polycule that you're a part of, there are still dynamics that are causing us to, and you, to feel a particular way, right? Like you're not lying about the fact that people are looking at the married relationship of your partner and your metamor and saying like, that relationship is more valid than this other one that you have. Right. Cause that's what society says. Absolutely. Right. Or this idea of, um, people looking at you and like Sierra said, seeing like the sad spinster woman who like can't keep a man. Right. Like for sure. That is definitely a perspective that's happening here. Um, and so I just want to like hold all of that complexity and, and recognize the fact that like the, the movement towards this deeper form of enlightenment, which I think is the idea that all relationships are different and are going to look different and people get to decide how they want to be in relationship with each other, doesn't mean that any of this necessary bullshit goes away, right? Like It it continues to be there and we have to continue to unpack even as we are continu- or trying to live in the values that we might have around the types of relationships that we want.
0: Yeah, I also really appreciate you sharing this story um for another like a uh, slice of representation. I feel like um a lot of um monogamous practi- practicing people think that they could never be non-monogamous or polyamorous um, because they're like, oh, I just, you know, I, I get too jealous or I di- I get too insecure, as if people in open um, or polyamorous relationships don't deal with feelings of jealousy and insecurity. But also, I really appreciate the representation of somebody like I've heard other Um, polyamorous people say like, I need to be the person in the relationship. Like they need to be the one with the metamor, you know what I mean? That they can't be the solo person on the outside, um, you know, because and then we hear the same refrain saying, like, Well I couldn't do that because I'm to this. Not that we can't have like personal, autonomous understandings of our own abilities and boundaries and stuff like that, but I just really mm-hmm. appreciate again this um glimpse into your beautiful valid relationship and a reminder that like we fucking all deal with this shit all the time (laughs) and we just Mm -hmm. all deal with it in different ways and choose to engage with it in different ways what i want to bring to the table is um when i read your letter i couldn't help but think like obviously i've been thinking a lot about time and the vulnerability of saying yes to love despite the guaranteed suffering of life, despite the guaranteed um, impermanence of all of this. Um, that's been on my mind all year, especially after having my daughter, you know, saying yes to loving someone who is inherently fragile and inherently vulnerable to the world. It mm-hmm. makes me feel vulnerable. And this is not to de-center um, the polyamory of your relationship. Um, I don't mean to decenter the polyamory of your relationship when I say this could be any relationship. And yeah. I hope that you feel like that. I truly do acknowledge the the weight and complexity of the pressures from society. The way that your partner's relationship is seen is more valid than yours. The way that it feels, it must be feel very isolating to feel like you can't share your love with other people due to societal stigmas or whatnot. Um, and also, this fear that you're having, this anxiety that you're having, that this good thing will one t- day be gone is a very universal sensation, particularly in, in relationships of love and, and other forms of vulnerability in that to say, like, e- you know, even in, even if you were the one in the marriage, even if you had that legal weird document stating that you two could file your taxes together, that, that binding thing is not actually as binding as we think it is, you know, <laughs> For sure life could happen, death could happen, you know, heartbreak could happen. And again, I, 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 I'm stumbling on how to say this because you wrote in about a very specific situation and the complexities of it. And I'm like, but zoom out, look, we could all die, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Uh-huh. So, 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 so please know that I know, I know it's more complicated than this, or at least it's more specific than this very universal understanding that, like, everything is impermanent. But maybe we can start soothing a little bit of that nervous system anxiety by saying, like, all of my feelings are valid. My pain and insecurity is coming from somewhere real. I can tend to it, and I can also— I can never truly protect myself from suffering or loss. I can never truly make myself immune to this. I can choose instead to approach love and connection as authentically and as openly and as, and vulnerably as I can, you know, as life asks me to.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, Eh? absolutely. Eh?
0: I don't want to be like the everybody's gonna die and you know, love anyway sort of person, although that is a hundred percent life. That I is become.
1: that is your vibe, absolutely, yes.
0: <laughs> Sorry um, to myself for myself.
1: <laughs> um no, and I also like wanna to name too that like you know you're you're sitting in a particular story around like what could happen, but there's also yeah. other parts of the story that could happen in reverse too, right? Where you know, your metamor might be sitting in her marriage with her husband and, and be thinking, like, it's so hard to be the married one because, like, I'm always old like I'm always the old news and like mm, people new people mm-hmm. come in and I can never stand up to them right I'm always lacking something that he is then bringing into like all of these sort of dynamics who
0: knows yeah come
1: in with inherent insecurities because like Sierra said, being in relationship with people, trusting people with our vulnerability is inherently scary, right it is it can definitely make us insecure. So I want you to sort of like sit in that and say like yeah, absolutely. There's a a broader societal story that you're telling, which I think we can get into a little bit more, but also this feeling of insecurity isn't unique to your experience, right? The feeling of insecurity is something that you can expect in any relationship that you're a part of because it is inherently insecure for us to trust our hearts to other people. And so how do you hold that this insecurity is going to be a part of every relationship that you, that you have and how can you tend to that and say, yep, absolutely totally understand Mm -hmm. why this is coming up. And this is what's to be expected to feel insecure in relationship because that's what trust looks like, right? We're trusting people with something that we don't want them to harm for us, right? We're, we're offering up our self underbelly and saying, you can either scratch this or stab this, but I don't really have any control over it. And that's, that Mm -hmm. is absolutely vulnerable, right? But I want to talk about this idea that like society sees you unsuccessfully and that you can't share your joy, the joy that you're experiencing in this relationship because it's not quote unquote, like established, right. Or like seen as real. And I want to say that for sure. Like lots of people in society probably do look at your relationship and think that is not success. Right. Uh, but that's their problem, not yours, right? I think a lot of people look, would look at... And they don't
0: know you intimately. Absolutely. Yeah.
1: Lots of people in society would look at my relationship and say, that's not successful because you're not married to a woman and you're not having children and you're not... Right? There's lots of different mm. ways in which people will look at us and say, this isn't right. This isn't good enough. Right? And, and that's going to happen no matter what relationship you're in. Let me tell you, even if you get married, people are still going to look at it and find reasons <laughs> to think that it's not good enough for them. Right? Like people in society are really judgmental of course understanding that like you are getting more judgment probably from more people around it but i want to i want to say like but that what they know about you or think that they know about you Doesn't really matter because they don't know you and they don't know what you want. They don't know what your definition of success is. They don't know what sort of relationship you're pursuing. They're just making a lot of assumptions about what's good or best or the right way to do things. And that's going to happen no matter what you're doing, unless you're in some sort of, unless you're like Chip and Joanna Gaines or something, right? Where like everyone just thinks everything about their relationship is perfect.
0: I'm so glad I have no idea who that is. <laughs>
1: <laughs> the second thing is that this, this feeling that you don't get to share the joy that you're experiencing with other people. I want to say that like there's nothing preventing you from sharing this joy with other people in, in your relationship, right? Like You can come out as Polly to your friends, to your family, to the people in your life that you want to know that. And share that joy of the experience with them. And my hope is, is that they would look at you and, and say, oh, my gosh, you seem so happy. I'm so glad for you. And I'm I'm concerned, honestly, that you're sitting in this place where you're not talking to anyone about your relationship or your identity or your experience because I want that for you. And I also want to say that, like, that's available. There are people in your life who you can come out to in this And tell them about your relationship, tell them about your experience with it. And of course, in like in so many ways of coming out to people, some people may not respond super well to it, they may not understand it. But I do think it's important for you to find places where you can be in relationship with people outside of your romantic relationships where you can tell them about who you are, where you can share the excitement that you have about this relationship, where you can talk about some of the insecurities that you're having, because you deserve to be known not just by your romantic partners, but also by the friendships and other relationships that you have in your life. And of course, there is stigma against poly people, absolutely. And I totally understand you wanting to keep some of that to yourself if you're afraid of how people are gonna respond or if you're afraid you're gonna face workplace discrimination or harassment or whatever it might be but I want you to be able to find relationships in your life that are friendships where you can share about yourself or you can be out to them because I think that'll help assuage some of this. Like everyone's looking at me and thinking I'm unsuccessful. I'm an old maid because you're obviously not. And people deserve to know that about you.
0: Yes, I totally agree and offer you this one last piece of advice for when you feel judged or, made to feel inadequate by those around you because of the choices you've made in your life. I want to know, I want you to ask yourself, like, are they in the arena with me? Are they Mm. willing to show up to, The vulnerable act of knowing me, seeing me and not judging my choices. You know, are they opening their heart? Are they de-monogamizing their mind? Even if they're in monogamous relationships, like are they able to see me as a multifaceted person who's capable of making great choices for my life or are they quick to judge me? Are they in the arena with you? Are they doing the work? because if they're not doing the work then their judgment of you it can't touch you it, it's it's mm-hmm. it's it's not of you it's not a part of your body it's not a part of your story the- they simply don't know you and are incapable of trying to know you as intimately and as beautifully as you deserve Um, and that's way harder said than done, but it has been a mantra of my own the last couple of weeks. Are these, are the, is the person I'm in conflict with, or is the person I feel tension with or misunderstood by, are they in the arena with me? Are they doing the work with me? Are they willing to feel uncomfortable with me? Mm. If not, then, then they don't get, they don't get my pain. They don't get my emotional labor.
1: For sure. Absolutely. All of this, of course, is easier said than done, right? Um, and of course, Sierra and I don't know what it's like to feel this, um, these feelings of insecurity in a, in the particular relationship that you're in. Um, and so it may be easier or harder than we could ever imagine. Um, and... What I think we want you to know is that we see you in this insecurity. We see you in the relationship that you have. We're excited that you have found something that is meaningful yes. for you, where it feels like you're safe and taken and care of. For you. And absolutely. And and we just want you to be able to share some of that joy, some of that excitement, some of that success, and even some of the 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 insecurity or the jealousy that you might be feeling with folks who want to know you more deeply, with folks who want to see you fully for who you are. And hopefully those folks are people that are already in your life. And if not, then our hope is that you find them.
0: Yeah, absolutely. All right, my darling, we hope that this helps. Absolutely.
1: Thank you so much for writing. We love you. All right, everyone, it is Friday. And so we are going to do a blind date. This is when we try and set you up with something that we think that you're really going to like. This week, our blind date is?
0: It's a book that I'm currently reading, frantically trying to get through before I have to return it to the library. <laughs> it's called Body, Neut- Body Neutral, um, A Revolutionary Guide to Overcoming Body Image Issues by Jesse Nealand. And Jesse Nyland, um was... Originally, a trainer um, and like a nutrition person, they then moved into the body positive world of the Internet, you know, when that started to become more popular on social media 10 years ago or so. But they really felt like um, they felt as though body positivity was falling short in all of these places. And we've seen Mm. it do that. You know, it's absolutely it's not only is it a very tall order just to ask people to suddenly love their bodies when we have been programmed in many ways not to, um, they also talk about all the ways in which um, body positivity was commodified and sort of taken over by capitalism and um, whiteness and thinness and didn't do um, what its its roots were were working to do what where body body positivity came from fat queer activists trying to um, uh, combat fat phobia and and other isms um, and other um, systems of oppressions and all of a sudden this very popular hashtag body positivity where thin people were you know, pinching their back rolls or whatever, wasn't really (laughs) doing what the original thing said. And also more importantly, wasn't really getting the idea that um, body positivity is about loving your body. But like, sometimes we just don't, you know, sometimes Mm. um, it shifts the focus away from um, your body, loving your body because it's connected to your self-worth to saying my self-worth has nothing to do with my appearance, my body um, and my relationship with my body that like, Whether or not I love my body, I'm still deserving of love and respect from myself. Mm -hmm. Um, Body neutrality is is what the book is all about and how to practice it is the idea that our body is an instrument, not an ornament. And it has no impact on our value as a human and our sense of self-worth. And in fact, the book really argues that we should be as aware as possible that like we are on the same team as our bodies. And we always have been, we were just lied to over the years that like we're on the opposite team, you know, for sure. Um, anyway, so I'm not, uh, I'm not done with it, but so far the book has been incredibly intersectional, self-aware, um, uh, informative in and historical way and practical, a, a great way to Uh. A great jumping off point into the understanding of body neutrality um, and how we can um, create a stronger sense of self by disconnecting our sense of self with our body image. Hmm. And, yeah, it's called Body Neutral by Jesse Nealon.
1: Cool. That's a great blind date. All right, everyone. Thank you so much for listening. Remember, if you want more content from us or if you would like ad-free episodes, you can always support us on Patreon. If you support us on Patreon for as little as $5 a month, you'll get an additional bonus weekly episode as well as episodes without ads. That's patreon.com justbreakuppod.
0: You can slide into our DMs, send us your favorite relationship memes, but most importantly, you can submit your questions about all matters of the heart at JustBreakUpPod.com, which is also where you can find our merchandise.
1: Please remember to like, follow, subscribe, give us a five-star rating and review. This literally keeps our mics on and helps us reach more brokenhearted souls who need two random strangers, giving them relationship advice.
0: Original music recording... Editing, producing, all magical things by our good friend Spencer Worth Davis. Make sure to check out his podcast and music. And remember, it's okay if other people don't understand you. They don't know the intricacies of your heart, the deliberation you went through to become the person you are. Other people don't get to define your understanding of yourself. You are the only architect of your desire. And if all else fails,
1: just break up.